0: There there's my sound check. Sorry. What did you do? Did you just burp? Yes. <laughs> we should have cut that in, damn it.
1: <laughs> we could, hey, we could just keep going from here. I mean, maybe we could. Um I mean we'll we'll never do the test that we were supposed to do beforehand,
0: but oh well. Yeah, that's that is the ultimate way to start off season two. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't have any sense before, this is Your Time Starts Now, at Taskmaster podcast, and this is Season 2, brought to you this time by Dr. Pepper's Zero Sugar Cherry Flavor and Joe's Stomach.
1: Forget starting with a bang, we're starting with a burp. <laughs> Just start the new season off with a belch. There we go. Wow, what what a way to begin. I mean, mm-hmm. we are... After so many months, we are back again, and we are yeah, back we... with a brand new, brand spanking new series of Taskmaster. I, mm-hmm. I, I had because what we were supposed to do is we were, what you've just heard is like us trying to do like a test or something, but Joe's burp was too perfect, so we've decided to just roll with it. And now we are, we we thought it was so good, we basically just ought to keep going. So now I've opened my notes, uh. Call them notes. It was basically like me writing down vigorously everything that happened.
0: Yeah, that was what I did, too. I watched this last night. I actually didn't have a piece of paper, so I was doing this on my phone. Sorry. So, I, oh, there's, I just there's your birth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have 13 pages of notes in my phone's note app, because I took some, I took some notes while I was going.
1: Well... Welcome, everyone, to your time. I think we've said the name of the podcast. Yes, yes, we have. Welcome welcome to Series 2 of Your Time Starts Now, a Taskmaster podcast. Uh, I'm Emerson. And I'm Joe. And when I say Joe, I mean uh, Joe Zardes, Uh My second... Okay, Zayda.
0: I've told you how it's pronounced. Zayda.
1: Zayda. 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 You're Darth Zeta.
0: It's It's... Persian or Iranian, depending on which political entity you prefer to, to go by. Okay, it's 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 a very common Iranian name, and the whole story of my family history is really long and complicated on my father's side. But it's Iranian through Israel because you know long line of Jews um, through that way.
1: So is your fa- is your father Jewish?
0: Uh, yes. I I am not, but he is not like a practicing he does not practice okay sing jewish but yeah welcome to a taskmaster podcast about
1: religion (laughs) yes yes Uh, anyway what i was going to say is that joe zeta is my second favorite joe of all time can you guess who my first favorite joe is uh
0: jonas joe jonas of the jonas brothers nope joe wilkinson oh yes our favorite our favorite athlete ever Hmm.
1: our our favorite uh beard guy who catatonically i think that's the right word does not give two shits which can describe me in many situations but here we are we are here indeed now normally we would like to um we don't we're not like we're not like ed gamble's podcast we uh we we like to talk a little bit about actually ed gamble's podcast does this as well uh don't listen
0: i still haven't listened to it
1: don't listen to ed gamble's official taskmaster podcast listen to ours uh, if you're interested in being a guest, please contact us because we are starting to look at uh, maybe welcoming guests on. And also, please leave us a review on uh, iTunes because um, yes. we want
0: to be noticed a bit more. And comment on uh, on our YouTube channel because it makes me feel better that people are watching this. Because um, as we as we discussed in the Q and A episode from last season, Emerson has the podcasting apps, and I have the YouTube channel, and it's very lonely on the YouTube channel when we get like four views a week in se- on the season one videos. Yeah. So it 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 makes me feel nice. Makes me feel wanted.
1: Yeah. I apologize if there was like some couple shuddering movements. I was just moving my mic a bit lower down but we're here uh,
0: yeah we're here and actually um as a note we did say we were starting this with a uh with a mic test those of you in the audience with keen ears might notice that i'm significantly louder than i was for most of season one that's because i've upgraded to some brand i think it's a logitech this is not sponsored by anyone this is um a logitech like over the ear headset mic That doesn't fit my head perfectly, but it does mean I have a a microphone next to my mouth, so my volume should be consistent, if nothing else. Which last time I was using a a stand a USB stand mic, and I would move away from the, uh, I would move away from the microphone and produce very inconsistent audio. But it does mean that if Emerson's any quiet quieter, then I blow him, then I drown him out, which. You know, it happens. We'll have to work on this. It'll be
1: funny. I mean, if, if we think back to the very first episode of Series 1, uh, when you, like, went right up close and nearly yes. uh, permanently damaged my hearing. Fun times. I don't
0: I don't think I can do Joe upset. Or did it? Uh, it, it definitely was a bit louder, but it didn't, like, kill my yeah. ears. Yeah. See, it, it must cut that out or it must not be a great microphone. This was not an expensive microphone. Yeah. This is not. But um, it does the job.
1: Yeah, also, sorry if you hear me, like, smacking my lips. I've got the orange squash has returned.
0: Yeah. Um, As I mentioned, this is a different flavor of Dr. Pepper, which, you know, in North American soda news, Dr. Pepper has finally rolled out a zero-calorie option, which is different than diet soda in some deeply ephemeral way. Because I'm, I'm, I am I'm, think in Europe they're actually called light sodas. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say diet soda? Oh, uh,
1: yeah, like diet Coke and uh.
0: yeah, diet Coke this is this one is not diet Coke this is zero calorie soda, which is different because they have a different they've added, and I remember this because I had to look this up a as- acylphane potassium to this soda I don't know what it does, but they've added but. In addition to Diet Dr Pepper Cream Soda, Diet Dr Pepper, and Diet Dr Pepper Cherry, they've now added zero calorie versions all of these, which are or zero sugar versions. I'm sorry, it's the same thing, because they all use aspartame to begin with. But it's very it's very silly because I'm drinking the cherry flavored one right now, and guess what color the can is? Uh, for, on a cherry soda. Well, you'd think it.
1: Well, the original Dr Pepper cans are like a ready brown. Yeah. So, um, is it black? No, it's blue.
0: I was I wasn't expecting that to be honest. Blue can for reds. It's actually red. The soda is red. The soda is red, but because original Dr Pepper is red, the cans are red. They can't have a red can for cherry soda. So it's black with blue and a red and a red cherry on it and it's a real head fake to be drinking this for the first time because because you expect it to taste like a blue like we associate colors with with tastes here in America you know blue is supposed to taste like blue raspberry which people are going to say oh that's not a real fruit it actually is it actually is a real fruit it's just not a very common one but except in the uh, flavor industry but this is a red drink it tastes like red, and it is, in fact, in a blue can. So, soda discussion over, unless you want to talk about it more. I mean, I've got several things. to I've got, I've got like two,
1: two or three things to add. Uh, we have um, zero sugar uh, fizzy drinks here in the UK. Oh, you do? Uh, we've got Coke Zero. Uh, yes. Pepsi Max. Uh, okay. If it's got the word zero or max, it normally means it is devoid of sugar and calories.
0: Yeah. Coca Cola rebranded Coke Zero because it was originally just Coke Zero. It's now Coke Zero Sugar. All of these are now Zero Sugar, which. I think you know, they it, did
1: that here too.
0: I don't understand the entire point behind that branding, but I believe it's because they wanted to drive home that it's not. that no actual sugar is involved with this. It's It's all like you know, aspartame and stuff like that. If you are a soda scientist and listen to this podcast, please leave a comment or email us at ytsnpodcast at gmail.com. Hey. Yep, first, there we go. First email plug of the new series. There we go, but um, yeah, please email us or reach out to us in some other fashion. Um, Carrier pigeon, rock through a window, that sort of thing, as um, to why this this works, why they did this, because I genuinely don't know, and I drink a large, large number of diet sodas. Don't forget you can fat. also
1: you can also tell us through Morse code.
0: Yes, yes. Do uh do set do send us a Morse code message, a Marconi Gram, Western Union, all those sort of things. Um also if you work for the Coca Cola Company in Atlanta and happen to be one of the people involved with the discontinuation of Tab, you can go fuck yourself. Let's just start right there. Because Tab is my favorite soda. It is the seven—it is the 1970s OG diet soda that comes in a pink can, and like nobody drinks because they're not 1970s health-conscious women, which the soda was designed for. And I liked it, and I drank it, and I loved it. And there's still actually a Twitter bot that I set up that just yells at Coca-Cola every 90 minutes to uh, bring back Tab, comma you cowards. But because they discontinued it as part of materials shortages due to COVID. Just, just for the record, we are ten minutes and thirty seconds. Oh in. yeah, this, you know, it's like aside from that one guy who thought that we were a masked singer podcast. I don't think anyone listening to this is expecting anything different. Yeah,
1: I mean, I've got several things to like talk about in my life. Oh um, yes. So the reason we took a break is so I could like finish up on some projects for my first year at uni. Um, those are all done, but one. I've got a presentation project in a few days. Uh, I should, I should, uh, sh- I should clarify. We obviously are recording this a little bit in advance because it's uh, more efficient uh, on our behalf. Yeah, today is
0: the twenty fifth of May, mm-hmm. two thousand twenty one. We're going to try and release this episode. You said on the twenty. 20- hold on, hold on. We'll get around to that oh. because it's a very, very, very
1: specific reasoning for that date and okay. why we are releasing it. But we will get to that in a second. Uh, so. In other news, I also injured my leg, so I was on crutches for a bit. What did you do uh It's actually quite embarrassing,
0: man. I cut my finger on a french fry once. You can't beat that <laughs> That's the most American injury ever. No, no, seriously. if tell yours and then I'll tell mine because mine's mine's not at all like in- like you know ghastly
1: Well, I was trying to get out of bed to go to the fridge for food at like ten to midnight. <laughs> A twist in my knee too my leg too far. Uh and then it started swelling up and uh I went to A and my, my parents, because I don't live in the same I don't live near my parents anymore. So I had to go I had to call the taxi and go to A and E all by myself. Uh A and E is like uh accident and emergency basically.
0: Yeah, it's the uh British version of the emergency room. But it's free because of national healthcare.
1: Yep. Woo NHS. Um, so I hadn't broken anything. I think there might've been a little strain or a sprain or a twist or something. And basically my leg swelled up a bit. It's better now. I don't need crutches anymore, but they're still just like off to the side in my room and I'll need to, Oh, sorry. I just twisted my head to look at them. Uh, they're still, uh, they're still here and I might have to go
0: and return them in, uh, the next few days. Yeah. No, my injury is food related, but not as, funny is that I was, I went to a restaurant that had battered French fries, which I, I guess they just sort of dip them in batter before they fry them. It's a different way of, it's a different way of doing it. And, you know, it's, it's not the most common way to prepare French fries in America, which for our European viewers, pom frites is what they're called over there. It's fried potato wedges, but, um, it was a, it had a very crispy batter on it. And, I got some of it, and some of it just flaked off onto my hand. I was rubbing my fingers together, and they just came away bloody. I, To this day, I have no idea how it happened, but I cu- managed to cut my finger, my index finger, and my thumb on a chunk of french fry. <laughs> oh, God. Which, you know, that happened. Which, it's, it's my favorite dumb injury. Because it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you really managed to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean and, those, those injuries are the best, so they're embarrassing in the moment, but they make for great laughs in the future. Oh,
0: it wasn't even embarrassing in the moment. I it was more confusing and then funny. But uh <laughs> which sort of describes Taskmaster as well. But Yeah, I mean I
1: like how as of recently there's been like uh in terms of some like Taskmaster related topics, uh although not related to this episode we're covering, um there's been, like, a lot of videos recently, recently – fucking get it right, Emerson uh, – talking about the genius of Taskmaster and sort of, like, why it's a better – there's actually a very – a philosophical video. Um, if I can uh, get you the link, Joe,
0: would you mind putting I it? I think – I yeah, I can put it in the links to the YouTube video. Yeah. I think I sh- – I was made aware of this video, but I don't hmm. – not not to offend anyone who likes these, I, I think that a lot of the YouTube TV-centered ser- – video essays are a little pretentious, and they're not exactly what I'm looking for in a documentary, so I don't watch them that much, but I am aware of them. However, my favorite piece of Taskmaster-related video is one that we will discuss later on in this episode, which came out five years after this episode aired and is related specifically to this episode. Oh, I'm not, I
1: don't think I, I'm not sure I've seen that one. Is it, is it like a breakdown of it or is it more like? No,
0: it is a very, it is a guy who watched this episode and was consumed by a very specific part of it that we are going to spend a lot of time talking about, I bet. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I know exactly which moment you're talking about. And if you've seen the
1: episode, you most definitely know which part this is too. But we will get there in due time. Um, also, I want to, I would also like to give a shout out to a very specific individual who makes great taskmaster uh, related videos sort of like her opinions on stuff uh Jamie does TV who has a youtube channel makes some fascinating well fascinating but also fun and uh just like interesting taskmaster based videos like she ranks her for, uh the, or the, she ranks the series uh, she ranks the outfits she she reviews. Uh, certain episodes live on stream. She she even reviewed like the New Zealand and American versions, which we might do as well.
0: We're definitely going to do the American versions, mm. which is going to be a really mm-hmm. fun bit of radio play because they're on uh, Comedy Central's website, which I can access because I am in America and have a cable subscription, oh. and you won't be able to because you aren't either of those. Well, someone on the internet somewhere has probably found yeah, you here. can you can pirate it, which I honestly – you know that show deserves to be pirated. No one deserves to get paid for that. Wait,
1: wait. What if we did? Um, what if we did that as like a video series? And I just came on dressed as a pirate because I pirated them.
0: I mean, if you ever make your way out to the states once travel is up, there, we could just binge it in like two in like because it's half hour episodes. There's only six of them, so it will only take yeah. like an afternoon. But
1: but um, like I said, we'll cross all that bridge when we come to it. Uh, Jamie, does yeah. – like I said, Jamie does TV. I'd really recommend checking her out, uh, and of course sharing your opinions. Jamie, if you would ever be interested in coming on this podcast to just talk Taskmaster, uh, we'd love to have you, uh, and we respect your content. (laughs) Sorry if this was awkward. I'm not the best at shouting people out, but yeah. yeah.
0: No offense, Jamie. I have not watched her content, but she comes highly recommended from Emerson, and I checked her out at work this morning. And it seems like the sort of stuff that if you're listening to this podcast and you're not my parents, who say hi, by the way, Emerson. My mom says hi, but um, hi, Josh. If you're hi. not, if you're not my parents, uh, who are listening to this because I'm doing this, uh, you'll probably like that. You'll probably like uh, that that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, is there any other news and stuff that we've gotten through? Uh, Has anyone- oh,
1: uh, series eleven wrapped up lately. Yes! And they and announced Series 12, like the cast for that.
0: Yes, they announced that the same day, or the day afterwards, which... I think it you was know, the they're gonna, You know, I like how they have... Um, we're not going to talk too much about that, because we still have 10 seasons before we get to that. But
1: yep.
0: um, but uh, Victoria Mitchell is going to be on Victoria it. Victoria Corin Mitchell. I apologize, Victoria Corin Mitchell. I think it's very interesting that she's going to be on this before her husband, David Mitchell. Because mm-hmm. David Mitchell would... David Mitchell needs to be on this show. He will most
1: likely with, do it.
0: No, no, he needs to be on this show but specifically with everybody who is the exact opposite. Because David Mitchell's entire existence is to be like is to like yell at people's illogic or to just be a big pessimist. And so I I really wish they'd put him and Bob Mortimer on at the same time because Bob Mortimer on, will I lie to you, is some of like the most David Mitchell's head exploding stuff ever.
1: Oh. Uh, quick question. What is your favorite, like, would I like to you moment?
0: Uh, with Bob, um, it's a dead heat between. I mean, not, the, not
1: specifically Bob, just like in general. Well, it's, it's most of Bob. it is,
0: most of it is Bob related. Uh, definite. It's probably a tie between uh, Kevin Bridges. I bought a horse and Bob Mortimer with the, uh, With the um, uh, crack the egg into the bath, because that one, it was – spoiler alerts for this old episode. Um, That was a lie that someone taught Bob Mortimer to crack an egg into a bath for his skin, and David Mitchell flat out believed him the entire time, and – Had and it's just at the end of it, like if you want to pull the sound, the sound from this and put this in the the uh, the episode, it's just David Mitchell going, "Of course it's fake, of course it's Bob. Why wouldn't who would crack an egg into their bath or it's something like that?" And it's just a man losing his sanity.
1: What are you going to say? Instinctively, I believe it. We're going to go true. You're saying true. Okay, so Bob, Chris
0: Rhea, eggs. (laughs) Is it the truth (laughs) or is it a lie? This is
1: awful. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling a lie. Of course, of course, it's a lie. He said. He said Chris Ria put an egg in his bath! <laughs> God, it's a lie, obviously a lie. Who could possibly believe that? <laughs> It'd be more likely that someone was stuck in a car wash for three hours. <laughs>
0: As opposed to the Kevin Bridges' I Bought a Horse story, which is oh. a Scotsman trying to relate how he accidentally bought a horse in, where was it, Romania? No, it was and it's uh, just
1: Bulgaria or something. Bulgaria,
0: Bulgaria, because they use the lev as the currency. And it's just, apparently, people post in the comments, this took 45 minutes to actually get the story out. So by the end of it, everyone was losing their minds. I
1: would give anything to see the uncut version of that.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah. oh well,
1: everything that didn't make it to TV is probably lost media.
0: It's probably on someone's hard drive somewhere. You'd be amazed what people. If keep- you
1: have the full uh, cut of the full un- uncut version of that of Kevin Bridges, uh, I accidentally bought a horse. Uh, please don't don't just share it with us. Share it with everyone. Kevin, 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 look at me, look at me.
0: You're taking the horse back. Look at me. <laughs>
1: Taking off from? You're taking the horse back. (laughs) Let's let's go back to the start. (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Bridges, for the love of God,
0: (laughs) please tell us what (laughs) happened. Right. We bought a horse. (laughs) We thought we'd rented the horse. We'd done the horse riding. Take it back to the initial place.
1: We picked up the horse. Yes. Locals explained we'd to a counterfeit. Horse guy. It wasn't the professional <laughs> horse raising <a> stable. <laughs> this is a counterfeit horse. <laughs> this wasn't a genuine horse. This was maybe two guys in a costume. That would explain the twenty-five minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can only do
0: twenty-five <laughs> minutes.
1: The, the, giveaway, the, the giveaway. was after twenty-five minutes. Where Rob
0: went. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's crack on, lads. <laughs> hmm Because we would love but, um, to see. Yes, share it with everyone. Speaking of sharing it with everyone, we've shared 20 minutes of everyone's time with us. Do we want to get on with the actual episode, or is there more stuff to talk about? Do you
1: think from this point on, um, if we ramble too long, we should like say at the beginning, we ramble for X amount of time, skip to this time to hear the episode stuff.
0: I do that in the actual YouTube video. Yeah, but we I don't
1: actually, do it in the podcast, like the audio well, podcast. They
0: should also. watch the YouTube video then and use the chapter feature that I spend a lot of time putting together for our 30 to 50 viewers per episode. Well, if you're th- still listening to this, we ramble for 21 minutes, 40 seconds. Skip ahead to that point. You can't
1: tell them that now because we're already I know. That's the point. All right. um, We've rambled enough. We've talked about series 11. And, oh, one more thing. And I promise this will be the last thing. Mike Wozniak needs to be protected at all costs, okay? From himself, if no one else. Yeah, maybe.
0: (laughs) he injured himself in pursuit of a
1: challenge. Mike Wozniak, if you would like to come on this podcast,
0: Yes.
1: yes I'm telling this right now. I do not want anyone to come on this podcast more than I want Mike Wozniak. I'm gonna say that now.
0: Yeah, him or maybe Alex. Alex would be great to have on the podcast, mm. but it's un- but Mike would be amazing. Oh well, yeah.
1: Oh I hope he can I hope he could I hope we don't take away from the fact that he had an absolutely lovely day if he came on.
0: Mm-hmm. If you
1: saw series eleven, you will get that joke.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, enough of uh the present, Uh, let's jump back a couple years to Series 2, Episode 1
0: of Taskmaster, Fear of Failure. Yep. And uh, we are, of course, introduced to our new contestants this time, whom... Uh, I'm going to be real. I know about half of these people, and I think even then it's not a full knowledge of their uh, role. So why don't you fill in what I don't say? Because we have... Um, joe wilkinson who uh, we'll go we'll go we have to go alphabetically. basically it's taskmaster so we've got doc oh, brown uh, who
1: is a man yeah who's a rapper i don't know anything else about him uh if you've seen the in between us i have not uh, most people will recognize doc brown as the uh, guy who rolled uh jay's uh blunt or joint for him sorry i'm not a smoker Jay, uh, his either blunt or joint in the episode where they all like go to the Uh, In the series three episode where they got like go to a gig and um, explaining one oh one, but you'll most likely know him from that in between the scene. Okay, Joe Wilkinson. Not much knowledge on. Actually, no, I take that back. Joe Wilkinson. Uh, is on 8 out of 10 cats does countdown he might have been on the original countdown too but he's definitely on 8 out of 10 cats does countdown and he what is does so fun.
0: he do on 8 out of 10 cats does countdown because every time i see clips of him on 8 out of 10 cats does countdown it's progressively i understand less each time well
1: i haven't seen every episode of 8 out of 10 cats but from what i've seen joe is in uh pretty much every episode but what he does is uh, about halfway through he comes on uh and is sort of like a he's sort of like a right-hand man for Rachel Riley the wo- Rachel
0: Riley is that her name Listen Oh no wait hold I've, on no sorry I've never seen an episode of 8 out of 10 cats I've just seen the clips and they're all always- every clip I have seen lessens my understanding oh, yeah, it was, of what the show it is It was Rachel
1: Riley sorry I was I was thinking of something else. I was thinking, because th- when I said Rachel Riley, I thought, is that the name of someone who is not related to 8 out of 10 Cats Countdown who I probably shouldn't mention on this podcast?
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, just to clear it up, Rachel Riley is the uh, Countdown woman who like gets all like the letters and numbers and puts them on the board. Sorry for any confusion. And what Joe does is about halfway through, he will come on and uh, he'll have a little bit of banter with uh, the host, Jimmy Carr. And he will just like fuck around with the board for the next two rounds. So what they'll do is like, um, when one of the if they like go to make a word and one of the contestants says, "Can I have a vowel?" What Joe will do is he'll like shuffle through the letters and like choose one at random just to give to them.
0: Uh, yeah, and he'll like
1: twist them around. So like, if if someone's got a number eight, he'll turn it into an infinity, or if they've got a letter I. He will turn it ninety degrees so it becomes like a dash or something.
0: Local agent of chaos, Joe Wilkinson. We should make that should make you should make that as
1: like a badge and send it to him.
0: Yeah. Um after that yeah, I should actually, but after after Joe, we have uh John Richardson. John Richardson. I, I know from Mock the Week as a as a, you know, like a reoccurring but not, you know, cast contestant. Actually, this is also where I know um, the person after him, Catherine Ryan, um, from, but I don't know what he does other than that.
1: Uh, sorry, I don't actually think John Richardson
0: was on Mock the Week. I no, he ever like I, he had to have a guest appearance on. I, I'm Mock looking, the Week I'm at looking point. at
1: his Wikipedia, and nowhere does it say he was on Mock the Week. I'm oh sorry. Um, yeah, I don't really Catherine Ryan, who's next. Has been on Mock the Week, you. uh But John, admittedly, John is like the per- the one member of the five I know the least about, other than the fact he is pretty small, and that is like uh, a joke that is played out for the rest of the series. John Richardson hmm. being a man of very small stature.
0: Yeah, that's funny. When has John Richardson been in? If it's not Mock the Week, that I would have seen him in.
1: Uh, he's been on Would I Lie to You a couple times. That might have been it. Was he on the last leg ever as a guest? Uh, let me see. Yeah, he's been on the last leg uh, very recently. Only, uh, it wasn't until last year that he appeared
0: as a guest on the last I leg. guess I must have seen him in something else, because almost everyone else I know is through Mock the Week. Because Catherine Ryan's been on mm. Mock the Week a lot of times. Yes, yeah,
1: she has. Um, speaking of Catherine Ryan, uh, she is uh yeah she she's the next contestant um like like joe said she's uh famous from mock the week uh eight out of ten cats basically if it's a panel show uh in the uk she's most likely been on it uh also, and she is a canadian yeah she's canadian um so not too far from uh where you are uh Actually,
0: yes, she is. I'm on her Wikipedia. Or, is it, or page isn't she from like
1: see- Vancouver or something? Or-
0: She's from Sarnia, Ontario. Okay. Which is a suburb of, I, of, well, most of Ontario is a suburb of Toronto. And yes, Canadians, I will say that. But, um, uh, Toronto is about a, uh, Sarnia and that whole area is like, oh, Sarnia is near Michigan. That's right. Which that's actually much closer than Toronto is. I was thinking of, uh, well, toronto itself sarnia is on the opposite side of the river from detroit and port huron michigan if
1: i may something up uh, say something about ontario real quick obviously Go ahead i know i'm just i i just found this quite uh this like i just found this quite interesting obviously ottawa is the capital of canada which is also in ontario yeah uh but like because ontario is like a province so it has like a its own capital and like a government that sort of decides to for it a little bit like yeah. a state but i think that there's obviously a couple of differences or else it would it would be a state if it had the exact same yeah uh but ontario's capital is toronto
0: yeah toronto the second t is pronounced silently that's how the
1: canadians do it okay well in here i i mean tomato tomato
0: i mean it is it is technically the Queen's country, and you are one of the Queen's citizens, so you have a better right to pronounce it the way you want to than I do.
1: Well, whatever. I'll just say it. Toronto. Uh, if, if you are Canadian and you disagree, I apologize. Uh, uh, actually, no, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Canadian hate here. Okay. It's getting spicy in the Commonwealth, I guess.
1: Um, but anyway, yeah, that's just my um, little quip about Canada. Um, Anyway, we've got one person left, Richard Osman, who and this who is uh he's classed as a comedian on Wikipedia, but he's not really known for like stand-up comedy or even just like appearing in like uh sitcoms or something.
0: As Greg says after one of the commercial breaks, here we have four comedians and Richard Osman.
1: Yeah, the jokes the joke is like they'll say, uh, welcome back to Taskmaster, where four comedians and one television producer, who is Richard, uh uh, we'll duke it out for like shit, <laughs> uh, and so obviously most people will know things like from like uh, Pointless Richard Osman. They'll know him from Pointless. I, I don't watch a lot of Pointless. What I do will watch is uh, Richard Osman's House of Games, which is a uh, on, also on BBC one, on the BBC. I think it's on BBC Two, although I think there was an instance where it was on BBC One for a little bit good show i'd recommend checking it out if you like just like, if you just like things to like put on the back in the background while you do something else uh it's a good show for that and it's also had like it's a, it's had about four series uh but i think it's had about over 250 episodes
0: yeah which uh i i haven't watched any of richard osman's productions but i've i've heard they are uh, very good Cause otherwise he wouldn't be on television still.
1: Yeah, um, that was a that
0: was a slurping sound.
1: Yeah, that was just me like a little bit of my, uh, uh, squash was dribbling down the bottle of the uh, the side of my bottle. So um, sorry you had to hear that.
0: Um, good, good to know. But um, yes, those are our contestants, in case you missed it, because we've, it took us 10 minutes to introduce them. I actually, had a, uh, I actually had a note in my notes, no lengthy introductions of the guests. We mentioned last season that, that Greg gave a little bit of a sentence about each person as he introduced yeah. them. He did not do that yeah, this from, time.
1: From series two onwards, Greg just rattles off everybody's name. Yeah.
0: Also, for a difference from Season 1 is the appearance of the trophy bust. The giant golden bust of Greg Davies' head is the trophy that everyone is competing for. That was not present in Season 1. Instead, being uh, instead a hastily bought karate trophy was given to last season's winner, Josh Whittacombe. This time, it is a full bust, presumably because they knew they'd been renewed for another season.
1: Yeah, they have. Sorry, I'm just looking up where the theater is because is uh from i think that they they're filming in a new theater from this series onwards as well
0: i was wondering that because you know when i when we we're going through the end of the episode when i was watching the end of the episode i went through the uh the credits to see if i could find mr damien eggs again and unfortunately mr eggs was not with the production this time it did seem like they were i was wondering if they were in a different theater because it did seem like there were some minute differences.
1: Yeah, there, there are definitely some differences. Um, unfortunately, I can't find the name of the new theater for now. Uh, I'll probably get back to, to you with that uh, in the next episode. Uh, but for now, uh, it's just a new theater, I think. So yeah. um, after, how long have we been at this joke?
0: Um, it's been 33 minutes. All right, I think we better keep going. Uh, yeah, do you want to do the prize task, or do you want me to do that? Uh, if we're going, if we're alternating
1: again, um, yeah, you know, I'll start this time. Uh, okay. Uh, but very quickly, Alex Horn uh, says to Greg that he now feels like he believes in himself more, and he sees Gre- Gr- himself more as Greg's au pair, which is basically a nanny. Uh, yeah,
0: this was a very strange but polite banter, banter between those two. I had that noted down.
1: Because- and he says, Alex says that
0: um, he'll stay,
1: he stays in Greg's house and looks after his children, even though Greg does not have any children. Uh, and he thinks he looks pretty. And Greg thinks that Alex looks like a pipe cleaner. Um, yeah, Banter, ladies and gentlemen uh other mm-hmm. and running jokes. We know is, nothing about that running jokes established uh john is small richard is tall and richard is technically not a comedian uh and now it's the prize task so uh this is where the prize tasks tend to get a little uh more vague in i think in sort of like how they
0: I thought this was very specific this one oh yeah
1: specific sorry i i i sometimes it, it's late where i am it's past eleven o'clock i Specific, but yeah, the top price tasks get more specific. So we go from things like most unusual item to which was the very first price task ever to now uh, the price task this episode, which is most important document.
0: Yes, most important document.
1: Uh, so uh, Doc
0: was first. Uh, he brought in his first completed rhyme book from his time as a teenage rapper. Um, filled with um quotes such as forget memory lane i travel down attitude avenue oh yeah i like that maybe this is this is angsty teenage
1: rap yeah this is you know should have said you remember Romish Ranganathan from last series mm-hmm. he- how could i forget exactly uh he also did a bit of a Rapping in his past, whether as a teenager or young adult, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's, there's like some video of him on like eight out of ten cats does countdown rapping.
0: We should have a drink count every time one of us mentions eight out of ten cats does countdown.
1: Uh, no, we we might. We'll I don't die. know how many times we we'll mentioned it. Uh, Joe, uh, plain and simple, brought his wedding certificate,
0: which is again he's yeah. that is a very Ramesh move, but in a critical. Change from Ramesh, Joe's wife knows, and said no when he asked to bring it, and he brought it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also,
1: Joe is fucking petrified of his wife. Yeah, which I thought yeah. was funny. Uh, Greg laughs a lot. Greg likes to laugh a lot. Uh, yep.
0: And then up next we have John, John Richardson. Richardson, and he
1: is one of two people. Uh, who's brought in a Guinness World Record certificate, and he holds the record for the highest stand-up comedy gig. Uh, and Which- I wrote, I quickly, I wrote this down when, when like the certificate flashed up on the screen. Uh, Joe Richards, Joe Wilkinson. I nearly said Joe Richardson. That's, that's like shit. Probably their shit name. When also.
0: it flashed up on screen, Joe Wilkinson did auto did go fucking hell or something. He, he, like he that. said, he he said shit. He said shit, because they do bleep it out in the YouTube version.
1: Yeah. Um, although I think
0: I did watch, I got a
1: VPN, won't say which, uh, and watched the uh, YouTube version on like 1.5 times the speed just so I could get it done. Oh my quick. God. And I I think it's so much funnier on that speed because it's a lot snappier. But uh, it just like, out of nowhere, you just hear like the censoring beep and everyone just laughs. Uh, yeah. Basically, a uh he did his gig on the plane uh with Jack yeah, this Whitehall a- and uh Mock the, Week, Mock the Week host Dara O'Brien were there for
0: moral support. Uh, yeah, I actually have the uh the thing the Wikipedia that the not Wikipedia the BBC article about this. It was a smile high gig for comic relief <laughs> which as as John Richardson as Richard Osman points out um Dara and Jack Whitehall are both taller than John Richardson so technically he did yeah. not perform the, uh, the highest yeah. comedy show also no, it he, is he, pointed- was,
1: he did because he was the only one who did the gig but still they yeah. were taller than him
0: also, I would like to point out in this article, which I'm – shit, I'm going to have to put this in the YouTube video. British Airways captain Brian Connolly said, I'm proud to be able to say that I'm a Guinness World Records holder and, of course, member of the Smile High Club, which implies that everyone on that airplane got a record from this. I mean, a lot of world records were
1: given out that day, I guess. Um, I, I guess, but that does sort of lessen the uh, – lessen the. Um, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> – I didn't know that that gig was for Comic Relief, because it means, like, uh, th- this was done for Comic Relief. Uh, it was done for a-
0: Comic Relief, the organization, but um, fair raised almost £100,000 for specifically Red Nose Day.
1: That's good, because at least it was, for, it was for Comic Relief, unlike a certain uh-huh. high five.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: We still haven't forgiven you for that, Timkey.
0: I still think it's the funniest thing he's done.
1: Yeah, me too. But sometimes the best things are the worst things. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of flying, Catherine Ryan. On British Airways. Yeah, on British Airways too. Catherine Ryan has brought in a flight companion voucher, uh, meaning that even if you're wherever you're flying and how you're flying, even if it's first class, you can bring one person along completely free and it's worth 10 grand. I thought
0: this was very good. I'd like it. I'd like this. It, it, is very, it is very cool, but that's not, you know, as importance of documents goes, that's a very impressive but not an important document. I mean, on the grand scheme of things, like, you know, someone like me, I like traveling a lot, I would say that her frequent flyer card. Would be much more important because that would be like, you know, seeing how many miles she's got on because presumably she, she said she flies a lot for work and presumably she also flies home to Canada a lot. Yeah, that's true. Um, this
1: thing, a flying voucher would probably be more important to uh, uh, someone from like the States like you because obviously with cities that are a lot further apart. Uh you well, need it a actually, method of transportation to get there.
0: Hers would be useless to me because as a British Airways frequent flyer mile thing, um I at the at current times I can't use that because uh because, you know, in to date to date this episode, the UK is still closed off from international travel for the most part because of COVID. I
1: mean, in, it's open to most most countries are opening up. There's like a traffic light system.
0: Yeah, it's not it's not quite there yet. And as, so I'm fully vaccinated, but hmm. you know it's one of those things where it's like, let's just wait until yeah. it's done. Let's and just wait the traffic light done. system's
1: pretty self-explanatory. Um,
0: yeah. Uh, but I,
1: I quite like this. Um, obviously, as well, Brit- British Airways will probably, as a British person, would primarily, most likely, be uh, the airways I was flying with uh, if I was going anywhere. But. The thing is, we don't go on hot. We don't take a plane often, and when we do, it's normally like once a year for like an over broad holiday. Because, like I said, like the UK is such a small country, you either drive or take the train.
0: Yeah, we fly a lot, and and you know, if I were going to fly, this is not a uh, this is not an advertisement for them. But I have a Delta Airlines frequent flyer card that gets a lot of use because I like Delta Airlines more than the other two U.S. carriers. But anyway doesn't mean I've been to Atlanta a lot. That's enough bitching about uh flying. Uh it's not even super quickly bitching.
1: Richard Osman uh he holds another Guinness World record for the most capital cities named in a minute on television.
0: Was it on, was it specifically on television or most countries I most capital actually, I read cities. it, as it- I read it on screen. It said most capital cities. I most countries identified from their capital city in one minute. It was a very specific record. Okay,
1: so it's like say I I named a country like uh, the UK, I, no, no, and if, you'd say London. I'd say no, no. I think it. France I think it was that. Paris. Like if
0: you say if if the the examiner says London, he says UK. If the examiner says Dublin, he says Ireland. Okay, that sort of well, that's that's what hmm. I believe it was. Hmm also but either way he did it on pointless okay um and and got a record for it
1: i mean we're definitely more impressed about these uh than greg is uh so I, yeah i guess it's time to talk about scores then uh sorry we didn't mm-hmm. talk about your uh, guinness world record much richard but i think you can see why uh scores uh joe five doc four Catherine three john and richard both get two despite holding uh world records
0: Yes, and now and now we get to talk about the Taskmaster Joe segment, which do you want to do the opening theme for it? or do Not, not Yeah, I think
1: we should say what we would bring in, because we need to start doing this more.
0: Yes, we do. Um, you know, I'm going to recycle an answer from last season. Uh, last season, I did say for um, most satisfying thing, I would have brought in a document saying that one of the speeding tickets I had gotten from a little, like, shitty town that does nothing but give out tickets had been dismissed because the police officer didn't show up hmm. that's very important to me because you know not having a speeding ticket is great either that or if we don't want to recycle one probably my uh my master my master's degree because i have a master's in business administration which i'm proud of that that's important i am an adult so so something like that i mean i don't have a lot of documents Um, You've got your birth certificate.
1: I do have my birth certificate, but I don't think I've ever actually seen
0: it or held it. Um, I would say a British passport, but it's probably a lot less important than it was last year. Maybe. Maybe maybe (laughs) I'll bring in my
1: national insurance number. Obviously, I'm not going to say what that is. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that that
1: could work. That's an important number. Obviously, I'm not going to say my national insurance number. One, two, three, four, five, six. No, it's got letters in it. It's like a series, it's like a little combination with letters. Oh, it's like hexadecimal, okay. Yeah, I think there's seven characters in total, including numbers and letters. Hmm. Or seven, eight, or something like that. Anyway, um, that's probably what I bring in. Although, I don't, although I could have just like saved it on my phone afterwards and got zero points for it. But, Mm -hmm. oh well, it is what it is. Yep. If I can think of a better answer to this in the future, I'll probably say. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, so, Price Task is in the past. Uh,
0: yes, except, and we have to do Taskmaster Joe now.
1: Taskmaster Joe.
0: Okay, so it is Taskmaster Joe. Now, now, what I'm going to, I'm going to go from the lowest points I can give, highest, because um, the lowest points I would give is uh, to Doc Brown. Because, to start off with i I really don't like rap music. I certainly don't like angsty teenager rap music, and for reasons i'll I'll put in a bit later, I really am not a huge fan of Doc Brown as like a contestant or maybe even a person, so we're gonna so I'm not gonna give him that high of a score, especially for something that like it's important to him but not important to. As like important. Okay. So he gets uh, he gets no points, and then I and then I am going to uh, actually I'm gonna change what I had written down here. Now that I know about um, <laughs> about the the less specialness of uh Richardson's record, which is I'm going to give a uh, John Richardson two points for his uh for his Guinness World Record because this is at you know based off of the test the uh the text in the article it is very clear that at least some other people on that airplane got the uh got got Guinness world records from it okay and unless he can pro- unless he could produce on the spot fa- notice that nobody else got a record from that day um it's a lot less special so he gets he gets uh fourth place okay then we're going to put Catherine because You know, it's not that important, but you know, if you if you wanted if you were her friend and you wanted to go somewhere with her, that's that's kind of important. Uh, I'm going to give Osman second place because his world record is actually quite difficult because I'm because I can name most world capitals maybe, but if you put me on the spot, I probably wouldn't be able to name to be name like the capital of the state I live in because one of those things where it's like under pressure nothing happens kind of like in taskmaster and then um joe wilkinson i would give full marks to because he managed to do what ramesh couldn't from last season because last season ramesh gave away things that were actually going to negatively impact his life Hmm. when he got home like you don't have your wedding ring that's a problem you don't have your wedding certificate that might be a problem like once every six every like 6 or 10 years when you're trying to fill out some very specific form of paperwork for the government but it's not going to Im- impact your day-to-day life you know that's i think my parents is in the, my parents wedding certificates in like the bottom of the safe mm-hmm. that they have so it's not like you know it's not an it's not a thing you have every day so he manages to have it's a very important document But it's also really not going to screw him over in the same way that Ramesh's wedding ring would. So I'm going to give him a full points. Fair enough. So, uh, yeah, now we're on to uh, the first task. Wait, sorry, can I just say
1: something as well first? Yes. If we use the same uh, jingle every time you do that, it's
0: going to get so annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should do that. But um, also, I would like to yeah, just wait, point you out want that he uh,
1: the same jingle all the time. I'll,
0: I'm always down to annoy our audience. We should just make it slightly different every time, but we never tell them what we've changed.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Um, like, like, but um, uh, one thing I would like to point out about this is that Greg's scoring was originally going to be a joint third for Catherine, Richard, and uh, and John. Mm-hmm. But the but then Catherine made a uh, a bit of a fuss and managed to get greg to give her third place and them joint last which um Oof. you know is fine is fine but this is going i'm i'm going to talk about this when we get to the potato task and uh just so just rem- keep that in the back of your head okay but um on to task 1 task 1 which this is probably the wordiest task we've We've had so far in Taskmaster. This is, and I wrote this down verbatim from the show. Place these three exercise balls on top of the yoga mat on top of that hill. The task is completed when all three balls are fully inflated and stationary on the mat. Fastest time wins. Your time starts now. This, so to describe the scene, they're in a park with a hill on it. Do you know where this is? Do you I know do. I got the. Is?
1: location it is called uh Northala Hills or Northala Fields Jesus Christ get it right and it is in Northolt uh okay in the London borough of Ealing um so right near your house right it is well it's near my parents house I'm currently in a different city but I should go I don't think I've ever actually been there's a there's a cool playground and stuff
0: yeah and um it's a And the exercise balls. There's three big yoga balls. They're they're notably not big enough for you to carry all three of them at the same time. Yep. And it's a windy day, and there's this big steep hill. It's not like like when we say hill, it's like this is a big big mound, like probably forty or fifty feet high at the lowest. Indeed. And and you've and the balls are at the base of it next to a bench. Now we start with uh, Joe Wilkinson and John Richardson. Joe tries to, and these are f- these are presented at the same time for each of the pairings. Yep. But I'm going to talk about them individually. Joe, um, he does not even bother picking up the balls. He tries kicking all three of them at the same time, Stupid. and uh, oh. I mean, it's it's a very dumb thing. But these two both lost their temper a lot yep. during this task because uh, he kicked all three balls lost them repeatedly, um, gets one to the top, puts it on the yoga mat, and then it rolls away. He, uh, he lost his temper, but eventually got all three of them into a like triangle shape and pushed them up the hill. And he did this in nine minutes and one second. Uh, John Richardson grabbed two balls under each arm and kicked the third. This yeah. didn't work that well, but he eventually gets all three to the top of the hill and one rolls away. And he has to chase it and eventually gets all of them back up because, as we stated, it was very windy. The balls were trying to escape. Um, He did that in six minutes and 37 seconds. And then Alex blows the whistle, says, thank you, John. And John says, fuck you, Alex. Yeah, that was funny. That is very funny. Also, as a note, Greg thinks – when they did the scoring, Greg thought that John should be penalized for insulting the taskmaster's assistant. and. Alex says, No, I quite liked it, which That would
1: not have happened. I didn't that would not it, if this task had happened say in like series nine or ten, Greg would have given him a given him bonus points for insulting Alex. Because mm-hmm. Greg yes. Greg revels in Alex's misery.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a very uh Well,
1: <laughs> like series five series four onwards, I'll say Series four onwards, Greg revels in Alex Horn's misery. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do get. No, he does get noticeably crueler for a long time. But it does seem that in the season twelve trailer, he does seem to notice. Hey, I've been a bit of a dick to you. Yeah.
1: So, but he's not going to change.
0: No, he's not. But, but it's um, also
1: not personal.
0: Yeah, or um, is this then? Maybe it is. Uh, next, we have Doc and Catherine. Doc takes two balls and leaves the third down at the bottom. He gets them to the top, and he acknowledges that it's windy, and this is pointed out by uh, Greg, and the problem is that he thought that the rocks on top of the hill, because it's like, there's a bit of a, there's some rocks out there, he thought there'd be rocks up there, there weren't, he's prying, like, loose stone out of the ground to try and anchor the the balls in place, Uh. and it doesn't work. It really does not work, his balls drop, they go all over, (laughs) and, uh, and he has to, uh, Recruit passers-by to make sure his balls don't drop, <laughs> and that takes him uh twelve minutes twenty-five seconds. Uh, the the innuendos
1: in this are amazing. I I know. Oh, you know um, what's also funny when when Joe and John Felix the task they kick Alex's balls.
0: Yes, yes, they do. That's that's great. But um, uh, Catherine meanwhile has a ver- has a different approach. She also recruited passers-by to uh hold down her balls but the issue is but the thing that's that she actually did that while she was uh, making the initial ascent she picked up two balls under each arm and made her way down a footpath ran into some women um convinced them to go with her by the power of feminism and climbed up the hill carried the balls herself had them sit on them to hold them in place went back down got the third ball did not walk very fast, and then they all sat on the balls on the top of the uh, <laughs> on the the top of the hill. No, uh, seven, minu- really seven minutes, 36 seconds. Which, um, it was, which I would like to note something very interesting, which is that Doc's helpers have blurred faces, but Catherine's don't. Oh, which I'm, true. I'm very interested to, to know about, because Doc's helpers fucked off the first instance you could. There's only like one shot of them actually leaving, because you can just see a head just running down the side of the hill out of shot. Oh yeah. Catherine's helpers are there for the entire time, presumably stuck around long enough to sign a release. I'm very interested to know whether or not the other people just didn't want to be on television or if there was something else going on there. That's true. Because, because it was, it was very interesting. It's like, Oh, wait a minute. Only, only these people have blurred out faces, but, um, I'm sorry. But, I love yeah.
1: so much. It just No, no, uh, that's
0: fine. It's, you know, it's, Girl power and balls are very funny. No, it's just for like, different reasons. Doc grabbed his balls and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. On oh, no, the well, yep. I also want to say is because, like I mentioned, I watched these on like uh, 1.5 times the speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bit where, jo- where Doc Brown is just about to go down the hill for like the third his third ball, and one of <laughs> his uh, balls is not weighed down by like a, a stone or something.
0: It was weighed down it rolled over the stone.
1: Oh no, but yeah, but it was way down, but basically it, ro- it, it started blowing away and Doc's just about to go down the hill to get his third ball, but he notices it and he just turns around and sprints back at it and on the sped up speed, that is funny, some, that's some funny shit.
0: Oh yeah, no, it is really funny, especially when he actually goes down the hill and the ball waits <laughs> like 30 seconds before it decides to run away. And so he actually is at the bottom of the hill and now he has two balls down there and it's, it's really funny because the ball, is, it, it feels like it has much more agency than it does and it's great. If you're immature also- like me
1: and you've laughed along literally every single time Joe has said the word balls, I salute you.
0: I I knew that was going to happen. That's why I was saying it so many times. Um, also, I just want to point out something very interesting from a wardrobe perspective is that Catherine is wearing a uh, Canada Goose jacket, which is a very expensive coat. That um, I feel we should just point out it's a good it's a great coat. It's a like a winter Arctic parka. Um, if you've ever watched the Top Gear race to the North Pole special, uh, everyone Jeremy and Jeremy Clarkson, James May they were all wearing those. In that, but I think actually those those jackets retail for like a grand each in U.S. dollars. Damn. Which, but then again, if she has enough money to get like frequent flyer vouchers on British Airways. You know, it's uh, a yeah, good for Catherine. She's loaded. Yeah, that's, but um, yeah. So uh, Richard Osman's next. Richard Osman is a fucking genius. He is. Which, although, first of all, we would like to point out that Greg that Greg asks him if uh if he didn't just reach up and put the balls on the top of the hill with his immense height which is really funny considering that Greg and Richard are about the same height yeah. and prob- I think and Greg probably- is
1: a little bit taller than Richard
0: yeah Greg Greg is al- they're both almost like 7 feet tall they I think. are
1: but Greg is a and- little bit taller
0: yes but um, Richard go- picks up the tasks reads it looks at the hill reads the tasks again looks at the hill looks at the balls reads the task a third time <laughs> goes up gets the mat and and he actually mentions on his way back down that he was considering using it as like a sledge to carry the balls up the hill but um no I think he, he was just, like
1: he wasn't using no, I don't think he meant to, like I think he was considering like sitting on it and riding it down the hill oh, like a sledge
0: okay. but yeah either way he, he gets the yoga mat down there he plays with the balls for a second and puts <laughs> them on the mat there we go um and, uh, then he just, he just collects all the balls, puts them on the mat, and, uh, calls it a day because, because the mat, the task said that the mat had, that the balls had to be on the mat, but he did not say where the balls had to be, whether the balls had to be up on top or whether they were down below. And, you know, this episode's just going to be called A Litany of Ball Jokes. There we go. But, um, but you know everyone else is sort of you can actually see when they start the episode and he just walks up the hill without the balls that oh, no, um, wait. i know always that way to call this. that cat a uh, bowl what? gag oh, oh 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 that's so good that's so good but um you can tell you can t- <laughs> holy shit <laughs> We how about just ball gags? There we go. But um. (laughs) then the face is like (laughs) Alex.
1: Jesus Christ! And then we're just like we got a picture of Alex Horn with a ball gag in his mouth. If you (laughs) want to find that image, go ahead. No, I won't find it. I'll (laughs)
0: photoshop (laughs) it. What about the time that Rod Gilbert (laughs) Tied him up in season 5 We could do that
1: No that's kind of going to be too Just get like a random pick of Alex With his mouth open
0: And then just like draw it in and shit Cool you do that I'm not doing that Gladly um, I'll do it Make sure that the ball gag is a yoga ball (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it out
1: Oh, I've okay, s-
0: Jesus! I've i down below my mic. I need to get
1: back up. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm crying. I'm actually crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Where where was I? Oh yeah, Richard was <laughs>
0: playing with his balls. Directly. Okay,
1: stop! Stop! We need to put the we need to put the bull gags to rest.
0: <laughs> yeah, hold oh, on. God, Let me just I just hit my mic. Yeah, Sorry. we just we just have a. To, well, you collect yourself. The uh, that there is was the, some. That's dis- the
1: funniest moment
0: that will ever yeah, be on this that podcast we've, that we've had for a long time. But um, yeah, Rich, there you could tell as soon as. Richard went up the hill without without any of the yoga equipment that um that people that everyone else that was, was gonna be a
1: shitstorm. basically. They'd
0: cottoned on to what he was doing and they were like, Oh no, why didn't we do that? And they um Joe Wilkinson they immediately puts his start, head
1: in his hands.
0: Yeah, and Catherine Ryan just looks upset and they um they continue their way and they start yelling at him, but they do but then Greg is like because Osmond explains that it's you know, doesn't say where the mat has to be, just as the mat is currently on top of the hill, then they they go to Susie Dent, who is from- uh, She's also from Countdown, and 8 out of 10 well, cats does Countdown. Yes. And she says that it was an unusual phrasing, it was an unusual interpretation, but entirely valid. So yep. he gets the full points because he did it much faster than anybody else. I don't think his Although time was stated, me. though. They did not give his time, which doesn't matter. I would have given him full points anyways. Yeah, me too. But oh, um, then Jesus. we have, then we have, we're gonna we're gonna put our balls away and <laughs> we're gonna talk about task so two fair. potato controversy realistically, we don't need to talk about anything else in this task, but one thing. Let's, let's so just need, rattle should, through everything yes. we have to. We have, could, Well, we're not contractually
1: obligated to, but it feels right. Okay. Yes. Let's, let's get this through very quickly. Yes. Um, I'm, taking, I'm supposed to take – oh, wait, hold on. Scores I, in total after the previous task. Oh, uh, yeah. Joe and Richard, that. both on seven. John and Catherine, both on six. Docs in last place on five. Uh, yeah toss two throw a potato into a golf
0: hole without touching the red green um, which the red green is for those for those in Canada it's not a it's not famous comedian red green it is a uh, it is a piece of it's a it's a golf green that has been colored red it's like Although it's like it a, red a red circular
1: carpet with a hole in the middle yes and that's yes, what um, serves as the green in this game of golf. yeah all right like I said, uh, we we'll, we will rattle through everyone uh, yeah. else. Uh, Catherine throws the potato and misses it. Uh, she takes off her wellies and uses them to try and chuck the potato back in her. She direction. She loses her wellies yeah. then, and she has to get. Um, she gets a broom get- uh, and uses it to like try and pull the potato back. I thought when because she started pushing the green up yeah, with the broom. Everyone
0: thinks this. Why didn't she, she keep the- going? Yeah, she pushes the carpet forward just far enough to grab the potato, and then doesn't continue pushing it forward, and Mm. instead uses and just keeps on trying to get the potato. It's very, very strange. Ties a rope to the potato, potato rope, she calls it, and eventually drags it into the hole. It was very dumb. Yeah, it was very
1: dumb. Uh, She was so upset with the like her. She wasn't her. She was so upset with her lack of knowledge of sport, that Greg
0: got up and gave her a hug. Yeah, she had a full-on, I thought it was maybe fake crying, but yeah, and then it was a full-on crying gives her fit a hug, over and sports. And then he turns around to go sit down
1: and Alex wants a hug and Greg hugs Alex too. Uh, yep. Nowadays, Greg would have probably just walked past Alex.
0: I thought that was Alex trying to hug uh, to hug Catherine and Greg just sort of intercepted him. Oh, that's an, that's he- a possible way of looking at it. But either way, um, it took her six minutes, 28 seconds.
1: Yeah. Uh, Richard uh, just grabbed an assortment of items from the shed, including an actual sledge and a green tarpaulin. Walked on the boat, threw the potato in the hole.
0: Two minutes, 13.
1: Yeah. And uh, a uh, Dr. Dr. Brown, or Dr. Who, with his shit Dalek, uh, he tries to throw it, uh, but misses. Then he grabs an assortment, including things like a crutch, which I can relate to right now. And a funnel. Uh, and a walking stick. Tapes them all together so it looks like a Dalek's Exterminator nozzle thing. Uh, and then he, when he throws it, he just uses it to like pull his potato back in. Uh, finally gets it in, in 6.59. Uh, and
0: then John, John Richardson. Um, also those
1: misses. He just gets like a croquet mallet and uses it to pull it back.
0: Yeah. But he has a very funny run, though. He does, yeah. He runs like Tim Key did in that one in the in the Red Nose Day bit that, you know, was supposedly for comic relief. That was more like a hips foot or a feet first strut. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, then, minute then nine, we get to... One minute nine
1: for John. Yeah. And then finally, then it's we- Joe Wilkinson. And... And... Holy shit. Joe Wilkinson, he takes his potato. He looks around a little bit. He throws it. And it plops straight into the hole without touching the sides. It goes straight in. The reaction to this in the studio is electric. There's a whole roar from the crowd the second it goes in. And then we've got Joe Wilkinson on his feet. He's standing there like, yeah, I know I've won. Everyone is around him. Everyone's cheering. He hugs Greg. He hugs Alex. He shakes everyone's
0: hands. And it is 14.3 seconds from beginning yeah. to end. By he far then, the he, quickest. He hugs Alex on the screen when he did it. He then sticks the task in, like, a crack in the concrete driveway of the Taskmaster in house. In the VC, he claims and,
1: he gets emotional and, like, starts wiping away his eyes. And then he's just yeah. like, bye, Alex, and he goes back into the house as though nothing and happened. Time starts now. Oh, we're off. Uh, What about if I can't,
0: if I don't get it? There we go.
1: 14.3 seconds.
0: And is nothing happened and then actually and I actually wrote this down as I was watching like stream of consciousness and so my notes go it like quote Joe is a fucking legend sticks task into crack and pavement question mark gets majorly <laughs> screwed over like this is cruel Jesus Christ guys and then we'll get up we'll get to the rest of this in a minute because what happens next oh is that is that Greg says I would like to see that again because it was really good, and they play it again, and they play it again, and it but this time it's zoomed in on, on Joe's his foot, foot. And
1: ever so slightly, the tiniest little bit of it—the it the toe is of his over shoe. the top of the red-green.
0: and Joe has broken
1: the key rule of the task.
0: Except that he might not have, and we'll get to that. In a moment. May
1: I quickly chip in one thing? Because I listened to the uh, original episode, like not, well, like the episode of the official podcast that talked about this. Yeah. Uh, naturally, Joe Wilkinson was the guest in that episode, and he was mm-hmm. able to give his thoughts on what had happened. And he said, obviously, he'd been like, he said he'd been talking to Greg uh, before the episode, that this episode in particular, uh, was being filmed, was about to be filmed, like the studio bits. Yeah. And Greg was saying to Joe, Ooh, there's a little bit of controversy in today's episodes, and then someone walks past Greg and gives him like a light. Like, they're light like holding like a rolled up newspaper, and they lightly bonk him somewhere on his body, like as a like no, don't say that. And Joe at the in the moment, Joe just shakes it off, but but oh, then he no. said that when they got to this particular moment where he throws the potato into the hole, and his foot. At the very least, the toe of his foot hovers over the red-green. Not only did it click with him that he'd accidentally broken the task rules, or might have, but he cl- it clicked with him what Greg was talking about.
0: That's horrible, because that meant there was an argument in the office of like Taskmaster's production company. That's horrible. That's awful. It, That's terrible. It is. Literally. I, like because
1: I love Joe hap- Wilkinson I really love the man and I really 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 felt for him as did everyone
0: and this is just appalling because they, they let him have his celebration then they roll it forward roll it again and you everyone immediately understands what is going on and what's even worse is that like Joe Wilkinson like immediately is like he actually says, please don't take it away from
1: oh, me. No, he does that and then he proceeds to get on his all fours Hand like and like a knees. dog like a dog crawl up to Greg uh, so his face is in like nestled in between his knees, as though we're about to have some more ball on ball action. Oh god. Uh, no, we won't go down that route. Uh and basically, like if, if Joe is implying that he will be Greg's bitch if he does.
0: This. It's something like it's some sort of position of fealty. Yeah, because yes, th- there's
1: a whole master and pet kind and of. And
0: the entire crowd is losing its mind. We like, should also
1: mention that Joe, uh, obviously, he in this moment he's obviously absolutely grief stricken and devastated. Yeah, but he gets like, out of his seat. He moves around a little bit, like he wanders around. Uh, in like the uh, not quite the offstage bit, but the bit where there's no like proper lighting. Yeah, where, obviously when people aren't supposed to go. Yeah,
0: we're is and this is and even worse. Like Richard Osman stands up for him. Yeah, Richard Because, every, because you can, the others you can, Oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I have opinions on all of that. Oh, please, please but, give um,
1: them when we reach that point.
0: But but um, Osman stands up for him. And says that, like, you know, it really shouldn't matter in the face of this athletic achievement. And Greg actually is like, yeah, well, when you're saying it, somehow it doesn't make me, it makes me want to take it away from him more. Like, basically, we're at the anti Ramesh here in this whole situation. Because if Ramesh was bitching and kvetching about this, it would make it more in favor of keeping the points. Like, if Ramesh was in the place, was like saying, no, you shouldn't let him have the points it would make greg more in line to give them yeah. to him in this specific instance it's making king it sounds like from what you were saying because i hadn't heard that information before that Greg. i, I, I didn't know about it as
1: well ready. but i listened to the episode and obviously naturally joe was able to give his uh, perspective on it
0: and yeah that but was, um any
1: and when i heard that and, that was like an oh no that makes it worse moment
0: yeah especially because that's, then like, can, then that's have, like an
1: insult to injury
0: Oh, insult to injury is actually what gets me really mad about this, because the next thing that we do is we have an unprecedented thing in Taskmaster, which I don't think they've done before or since. No, they they
1: definitely haven't done it before, and they have definitely,
0: definitely not done it since. Which is that a vote is held. A vote is held by the other four contestants as to whether or not – Joe Wilkinson should be allowed to keep his point, and also because and, there's
1: four of them, it wouldn't guarantee a unanimous result. Yes, because there was and, and there was the chance of a split. If there'd been, say, yeah. like five other people there, there would most definitely have been a unanimous result.
0: Yeah, like they would have had to have had well, not unanimous, a three, but majority, a, a majority vote to get this, like a like a 75% majority for this to go. Through. Yeah, and they send Joe Wilkinson out of the room. He actually does walk out of the stage, and they have the vote and. Uh, Catherine Ryan and Richard Osmond both go, yes, he should have his point. John Richardson and Doc Brown go, no. Nope. And the key thing here is that I can understand why John Richardson would do it because John Richardson is at this moment with Wilkinson eliminated winning. And you will note throughout that that John Richardson does not say a fucking word about why he thinks that Joe Wilkinson should lose his points Ooh. because it, it is obvious why, if you think about it, he will win and he will have more points. It is terrible, but understandable. Doc Brown, on the other hand, Doc Brown, who who spent, how long? He spent six minutes, 59 seconds. This motherfucker is in last place, and he goes off, and he says that the last, like, two centimeters is what made it a full through-the-net shot, through the whole shot, and if it had, gone in any lower if it had been like that if it had been back a little bit he would have he would have it would have bounced as if this motherfucker knows the ballistic profile of a potato hitting a golf cup <laughs> and it is it is all this bullshit and i'm and already you don't like him like i'm going to be i'm going to be real i watched all of season 2 of taskmaster when it first came out on youtube back in november of 2019 and i didn't like Doc Brown and I didn't like Catherine Richardson, and I li- didn't like them for different reasons. I think it's because Catherine, um, she does British comedy with a North American accent, and the key to British comedy is that it's done with a British accent, which makes it sound like it's directed inward at yourself mm-hmm. or it's directed at someone else. When you're doing it with a North American accent, you sound cruel, and I don't know if that's what Catherine is aiming for, but she always sounds a bit more. Like it's a personal attack or something, and it's much meaner sounding to a North American. And I that's that's beyond this. This is just explaining something. But what
1: would you, Doc am- Brown? No, wait. We'll, we'll mm? talk. We'll. I'll ask you this question once I've uh, given. Once we talk about the verdict. But just keep but, talking um, for now.
0: But Doc Brown, I think this. I don't. Well, first of all, I don't think he's that funny in this. Like, if like I was actually thinking Ooh, about this when I started. Shot. When I sat down and oh, I'll tell- was watching this, is that season two is probably. My least favorite seasons of the ones I've watched because, because I don't think that Doc is that funny, and I didn't think that Catherine was that funny because Catherine also goes for a bit more of the awkward comedy, mm. and Doc just isn't funny. I just want I don't to say like awkward- something. Uh,
1: yeah. So, you know, when they bring Joe back in. Yeah. Oh,
0: we'll something. get to that in a second. Yeah, but I think we'll at some to-
1: point, it's, or is it like earlier in. No, I think it's earlier in the episode when uh, Richard is comparing his. A uh, world record certificate to John's yeah. saying that his is better. Yeah. Doc whips out uh, says, "Oh, shots fired." And I was thinking, and I now have, and it's my turn to now say, "Shots fired" to Doc because you have just insulted his comedy.
0: Oh yeah, no, I will, I will go on against Doc Brown because Doc Brown, in addition to not being funny, like this is something that's very interesting. Is that I forgot that john richardson voted no i thought since for like the last year since i've seen this last that catherine had voted no because i didn't like catherine that much turns out that i just didn't like catherine because her particular brand of comedy doesn't gel well with me and that's you know that's not and it's like, a con- what it is. It
1: like it's like two con- it's like that obviously because like the british comedy with correlation the, does not equal causation the North American in, this part-
0: in, in this particular instance turns out it's john richardson who voted no I didn't even realize that. I like John Richardson because John Richardson's funny. Doc Brown is not only a backstabbing little shit, <laughs> because, but he is also not funny. And that's why I'm really annoyed by this because he gives his whole shtick about how a potato might bounce as if there's not a chance in hell that the potato's soft enough that it might just, you know, shear off a little bit or indent and fall into the hole anyways. He doesn't know. He What did he do? What did he do? He He got a fucking crutch and a funnel and a broom or a cane or whatever the hell it was, and he didn't even try throwing it because he's terrible at this. Anyways, you know, he gives this spiel. It's 50-50, which means that Joe Wilkinson is is fucked. He gets no points for this. No point. You know, Eurovision happened three days ago, so no point Um. to, uh, to Joe Wilkinson. And they bring him back into the room, and they tell him, no, you don't get points. And John Richardson, again, has said nothing until Doc Brown opens up his fucking mouth and says that was harsh and tries to subtl- tries to not subtly at all oh. throw blame onto Catherine and Richard and also make it seem like Greg is being the unreasonable one. What, a snake. A, what rat, a snake. Or is it a rat or a snake what he's done? Whichever I- – Rat, snake, doesn't matter. Rat, Pick your own ri- deceitful animal out I think analogy it's more like, here. More likely a snake is a rat calls someone out uh yeah, behind their back. It, like a snake. And then oh. and then John Richardson plays off of this because it's clear that someone else is talking. But at the same time this is all going on, it is Doc Brown who is actively fucking with it with Joe Wilkinson and is saying oh it was the other guy it's like because wilkinson's not gonna know he might have an idea but he's not gonna know and this this is like it makes me mad it makes me Mm. mad because because you know you can you if this was like you know you know richard and john i could understand because they're in first and they would be in first and second place otherwise and they would they would have the most incentive to do this but Doc Brown, who is in last, who stands to gain absolutely fucking nothing from this, is just tearing someone else down because he can, because, you know, he thinks that He's this nothing arbitrary to lose, measure of a show that, you know. He's got nothing that, you to know, lose, Catherine, basically. Yeah, especially considering that Catherine Ryan, less than 20 minutes earlier, you know, made a minor hissy fit over her her airline line frequent flyer benefit being more valued than a Guinness world record and convinced Greg to do this, you know, it's, and convinced Greg to give her more points. This is like, it's not even against the show's own internal logic to do this because the internal logic of the show is whatever, whatever you can convince Greg Davies of. And Greg Davies would have been convinced no matter what he thought of because of the, the controversy within the office when they did the taping. He would have also done, it would have also been that three of the four people thought that he should have gotten the points, and so he should have got, and so he would have given him the points. This is upsetting because not only does he argue against it despite gaining nothing, that he also, so did, that he also then lied about it as soon as Joe Wilkinson came back. I hate people who did this. I hate people who did that. And it makes me mad. It makes me really mad, especially because. You know, Joe Wilkinson might not have touched the red green at all because if you'll allow me to ramble for a little bit longer, uh, there sure. is there is a YouTube video that came out on April sixth, two thousand twenty one, by a coffee channel called Brewing Habits called Joe Wilkinson potato throw valid. I analyzed the slow mo, and it's a very mm-hmm. short four minute video. I'm going to put this into the YouTube thing or something. It'll be somewhere, yeah. and this guy found the exact same material or the closest material to it for the carpet that made up the red green he found what kind of shoes joe wilkinson was probably wearing and as it turns out most shoes of that kind turn actually most shoes in general have a slight upward curve at the tip of the toes because that's how your foot is shaped and so it means that based on the way that Joe Wilkinson threw the potato, which was this, you know, lazy sort of underhanded throw, mm-hmm. then into an upward arc towards the thing, he probably put most of his weight on the backs of his heels. He threw the potato upwards, which meant that the curve of the shoe would have overhung the red green, but he actually would, would not have put any weight on it. He would not have in- contacted it at all. He would not have contacted that. So, in theory, he leaned over the red green. He did not touch the red green. He should have gotten those points because that's because it was a valid throw. And even if it's not, even if by some, even if they'd put a slow mo camera next to it and showed that he did it, did it, we could have had an entire five minute argument on what the definition of you was because Richard Osmond, you know, put down a tarp and walked across the green and dropped the potato in you could have in all seriousness made the argument that the sole of your shoe is not you you is qualified by like i don't know the bare feet or something you totally that that argument totally could have been made again because catherine ryan not 20 minutes earlier just cried and said no really loudly and managed to get two more points for her airline ticket this is a very this is a very moose judgment of this show and somehow they still make me mad jesus christ how long has it been since we started talking about this? I bet it's um, been like fifteen
1: minutes. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I think we should quickly put a pin on this before we before you get even angrier. Obviously, do you do you have any comments to add? Um, not really. I've kind of like I've said my piece. Peop- I mean, I have one question. I mean, I I think I was going to ask you a question, but I think you've already answered it. Uh, go ahead, just in case I didn't. Whose side are you on with this issue?
0: I mean, Do you think Joe, Joe Wilkinson, Wilkinson
1: did it? Or do you think he did I think it think that and if, he deserves it?
0: I think that if he did it, it was very lightly and made no impact on the actual throw. Like if he was a couple mil- a couple centimeters back or however far it's the tips of his toes weren't overhanging the red green, it might have done it. But also I think that even if he did, and I don't think he did. I think now that I've seen – I've seen this video a couple of times and I think that he either there, did not actually touch it or it was like his toes were over the edge that he still should have gotten it anyways because the perfect in-the-hole perfect in throw is something that you can't – taking it away after that happens, after – like if they'd said – if they'd presented it as – joe joe made the perfect throw but he stepped on the green that would have been fine they could have been take it away and it would have been fine but the fact that there was the enormous raucous celebration the begging the vote doc brown backstabbing i think he should have gotten it because like my honest opinion if i were in greg Davies' position i would have I would have gone along with this vote and I would have been right up and I would have been, Oh, well, I guess he gets no point right up until the moment that Doc Brown opened his fucking mouth. And then I would have given it to him just because it's like that little rat, that little, that little shit. Oh dear. I I'm mean, really, Brown, I'm, I'm really mad this, about this. Five minutes, joke five years later. Yeah. I'll, I don't oh.
1: give a shit. I'll tell it to his face. Oh, now I think we mentioned that this episode was going to be, if you are listening to this, on the day of its release, it is currently Monday, the 21st of June, 2021. And you might be thinking, why are we uploading this episode on a Monday? We normally upload on a Wednesday. Well, was a-
0: and a full month after we recorded it, no less.
1: Yeah. But like we said, we've got, we're recording series two and yeah. three at roughly the same time. Yeah, yeah. But the reason we are uploading this episode today, June 21st, is because on this day, on, that, on this day, five years ago, this episode, Joe's Potato Throw episode, aired on British television.
0: It's the five-year anniversary.
1: And we need to honor it in such a way. The next episode will be out two days from now, and we will be back in our normal Wednesday slot.
0: Yep, and also I'm just going to make a note for Emerson in the future edit, you better have both of these audio files for episodes one and two to me at least a couple of days in advance so I can put them both together. Yeah,
1: don't worry, I will.
0: (laughs) Joe, I gave your fellow contestants the opportunity
1: to save you and they were unable to conclusively do that. (laughs) Therefore, (laughs) on this occasion, I'm going to have to say that your uh, attempt was uh, null and void, I apologize.
0: That's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, good goodness gracious me, we're on to a uh, task three. Task There's another three. task in this episode. Yeah, which I have, that. I have in it. Fred exclamation mark Swedish flag emoji four I'll times. i freed the Swede. Yes, uh, you have to. The um, the task reads, as far as I can tell, find out the following information from this Swedish person. This Swedish person may not. Sorry, write sorry, sorry. Speak- we
1: missed out two things. Uh, one was Taskmaster Joe, although I don't think you oh, really need to do need. To-
0: yeah, Taskmaster Joe is. Uh, Doc Brown gets zero points, and uh, jo- Joe Wilkinson gets five points. I'll
1: just tr- if I've made the jingle, I'll just chuck it in right here. Taskmaster Joe. Okay, and uh, then the uh, scores. Uh, Oh, yeah, I know the scores. So the scores at this point. uh, uh, John and Richard are both on 11, Catherine's on 9, Doc and Joe are both on 7. That kind of rhymed in a way. Yeah. Hey, guess what? It is officially no longer May 25th where I am.
0: Hey, it's only 7 o'clock at night here. The sun hasn't even gone down. This is this is it's what you get when you then. when
1: two people from different
0: time zones come together to record a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right, that's why we didn't do the Q and A episode the week you wanted to because I was on vacation in Utah and I was at least three hours behind where I am now. Yeah, I was two hours behind. But well, um, well, so yeah, we, keep going.
1: Um, we are
0: we are introduced to Fred the Swede for his first appearance in season two those of you from uh who have who are not aware of who he was from last season fred is he's a friend he's from the make the swedish of,
1: person blush task
0: yes and he is a friend of alex's through his band the horn section and he is in fact a man from sweden <laughs> and this tap yeah, and yeah, you've heard of, have
1: you heard of a man from uncle that's yes. the uh, uh, now disgraced army hammer
0: yes uh, th- this who, is a man from sweden yes Ar- army hammer who had a cannibalism fetish oh my god um anyways moving on uh fred has a beard this this season and he looks great let's just get that right out of the way fred Um, is
1: very very i know obviously he's swedish but he's very swedish looking anyway he's got the blonde hair he's got the blue eyes yeah he's like me but more scandinavian because i've got blonde hair and blue eyes too
0: brown-eyed boy and brown-haired boy (laughs) <laughs> over here in the states but um anyway the task as it is written is um find out the following information from the swedish person this swedish person may not write or speak in english most accurate wins your time starts now uh now a couple of things joe i would like to point out joe sighs actually-
1: joe audibly sighs
0: mm-hmm. yes joe does audibly sigh um a couple of things to point out uh Catherine and richard soul read fred's nationality I don't know if they saw the show from the last season. Most of the time, it doesn't seem like they like the contestants are aware of what goes on on this show. But um, they soul read that Fred was Swedish. Catherine especially seemed surprised by this. Yep. But um, also, I would like to point out that this episode is edited. This particular task is edited very weirdly. A lot of things are grouped together. Um, I don't really have generic to- like specific talking points for a lot of stuff. Also, I have no. I have no idea what the questions are because we're told in one of the studio segments that there were six questions. I only managed to figure out five of them. I have no idea what the sixth one was. What are your No one seems questions? to have asked it. As far as I am able to understand, when is Fred's birthday? What is Fred's father's job? What is Fred's greatest fear? Fred must describe the contestant some physical feature of them. Fred's favorite food and then there is an unknown sixth question that I don't know what it is. Oh, you're right. If you know what it is, put it in the comments, because Alex said in the scoring rounds that that people got six out of six questions, and I have no idea what the sixth one was. If you know what it was, please put it in the comments or email us at ytsnpod at gmail.com. Ytsnpodcast at gmail.com. I apologize. Anyways, um we're going to start with Joe Wilkinson and richard Osman. Um, uh yeah so we mentioned joe Joe size yeah joe has no idea what's going on (laughs) joe joe does not speak swedish
1: joe has obviously we didn't feel as sorry for joe as we did in the previous but oh man watching him trying to
0: do this was painful yeah he has no idea how to communicate with this guy and you know i think everyone else on this on this cast must be pre must be supernaturally gifted at charades because they get whatever the hell Sh- fred is doing and you know i i certainly didn't because you know richard asks fred to mime what his father does and he does an up and down hand motion that is supposed to symbolize painting because fred's father is a decorator i had no idea what that meant and certainly joe wilkinson didn't but richard osmond got it in a second um, Well, to be fair though so, so if
1: you if you if you like if, you, if you've got like someone gripping miming gripping something and going up and down, it most likely looks like painting.
0: Sorry, I'm I not I quite centered with my mic. I, there we go. I would never have guessed that. Never would have guessed that. Well, to but, be fair um, though, I
1: mean, uh,
0: Fred didn't get the best action for Doc Brown.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll which get uh, we'll session. get to
0: that. We'll get to that. That one's great. But um, <laughs> but Joe and but Joe actually at one point goes, "If I pay you money, will you speak English?" <laughs> which that should be um for some british political humor is that ukips uh ukips way of dealing with immigration is
1: um it might have been under nigel farage's reign as leader of ukip
0: mhm but um yeah so i mean nigel yeah, farage Richard, no,
1: he, he's not on, he's on cameo though you know the site where people you know, yeah a lot
0: of people are on cameo i don't i don't care about cameo what if we what if i paid a bit of money for nigel farage farage To send us a personal message on the podcast? If you want to waste your own money doing that, you absolutely can. I will never pay money for cameo because I don't care enough about a celebrity to do that. I think it would have to be like a certain. I mean, if they did it for free,
1: I think it would be more. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: If it was free, but if it was free or if it was cheap, but I'm not paying three hundred dollars for Gary. I mean, if
1: yeah, I mean, if a celeb shout gives you a personal message for a fee of nothing. That's special. Yeah. And should be taken so.
0: Yeah. But um also special special shout out to Richard Osman, who um asked Fred to spell out spell out, I think it was uh Fred's um Fear. Fred's it's fear Greatest Fear. Uh, which is where we get the title that,
1: of the episode, by the way.
0: Yeah, Fear of Failure. But because Fred is indeed afraid of failing. But Fred spells it in Swedish. Richard audibly goes, "I don't know what this means," and then manages to still somehow guess what the spelling in Swedish was. I, I, I am at a total loss for how this works. Me too. Um, but you know that's that's what that is. Um, poor Joe Wilkinson absolutely poor Joe broke Wilkinson, down. Wilkinson. uh, yeah. So, Richard, um, did this in 17 minutes, and he got all six questions. We don't have an exact time figure for richard um joe gave up after 16 minutes 20 and answered fuck, none he of got them
1: fuckled, basically
0: yes um this podcast has a
1: parental t- advisory sticker on it for a
0: reason yep yes it does if the uh yoga jokes before didn't get you yep but um but uh doc and john are up next and um it's mostly a game of charades because the the two things i have written down the three things i've written down is um is describing. So first we have describe uh, Fred's dad's profession. Doc Brown goes, "Oh, he's a croupier," which for those who don't get it, croupier is um. It's like the a card dealer at in a g- game of
1: poker. Or something. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a casino card attendant. And it, Doc actually goes, "Jesus Christ, I have to change my lifestyle," which uh, is really funny. <laughs> yeah, like
1: he grew up. He grew up uh, in a very gambling heavy family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, John John Richardson goes, "Oh, he's an animal." because of whatever Swedish word Fred used to describe it. It sounds like animal. Yes, and then um, the only other thing we're really shown is describing the contestants, which uh, Doc is described as having short hair. Uh, John is described as having curly hair, being short, having kind eyes, and a couple of other physical attributes, which clearly means that Fred is interested in John much more than he is in Doc. But uh, I I will just point out that it took – it took John a while to figure out anything about this. He didn't actually figure out what Fred was saying about his appearance at all. But Can I say something Doc-
1: about, yeah, Doc, sorry, you might be about to say this, but Doc, I, w- I wanted to say this, uh, mm. but Doc says, he's like trying to work out how Fred described him. And he asks, did you describe tall. me as tall? And Fred says, nay. No. Uh, Short? No. no. No, he just goes tall. Fred says, "This, this is Doc Brown, by the way. Did yeah. you try and Tall? Fred says no. And then Doc looks at him apprehensively and says Brown?
0: No. <laughs> Thank you. And that then, that was the goes, exact
1: thing I was about to say. And then he does a little like 45 degree look and just with the eyebrow cocked eyebrows and goes friendly? With a smile. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. The next yeah, romance. Doc, yeah, Doc tried to flirt with Fred. Doc Fred. Fred. Cool. Yeah, but um, so in the end of it uh, John got uh, in fifteen minutes twenty six seconds, he got five questions. Did not understand what um, Fred was describing him as. Uh, Doc took over ten minutes. We do not get a specific time unit here, which is very unusual for Alex Horan. Um, and he got three questions and attempted flirtation with Fred, although he does claim to have gotten Fred's number. So you know. Well, but the number
1: was wrong according to Alex.
0: Yes, the number was wrong. Um, and then we have Catherine Ryan, this was a which, good approach.
1: Even he, this was even if this she hadn't approach, a, it wasn't just the uh, calling of the Danish person. Uh, yeah, she called her friend Sophie, who's Danish, which is funny. Uh, but then um, I wa- I wanted to I, I was specifically rehearsing this to myself in my head because uh, uh when because uh, when Fred mentions he likes ground beef, uh Catherine says it's like a hamburger helper type thing. Now, uh. I know Catherine's Canadian and you're American, but
0: like, do Ka- I need to explain but, what hamburger but, helper but, is? But
1: like, like how Catherine uh, ca- says what Catherine says about the Danish and Swedish, it's the same. I think
0: it is just a box of ground beef and stuff you put in ground beef. Oh, okay. And you eat it. You eat it like a, you know. I'm going to be real for a second. I don't actually eat hamburger helper ever because it's not something we eat in my family but it is basically just what well what do you describe hamburger helper is uh probably just like minced beef yeah that's basically what it is it's- like if
1: you have what we'll have is like what my fam- me meal my family's quite fond of is a sp- spaghetti bolognese or spag bowl, as we'll just call it and we use mints oh. like ground mints in it that's sort of what i'm imagining
0: yeah yeah, Hamburger Helper, going from Wikipedia, Hamburger Helper is a packaged food product from General Mills sold as part of the Betty Crocker brand. So while I'm talking, you figure out an other brand so that we don't get accused of advertising bias. Uh It consists of box-dried pasta with powdered seasonings contained in a packet. The product line also con- features other starches such as rice and potatoes. The contents of each po- box are combined with browned ground beef, water, and with some varieties, milked to, co- to create a complete one-dish meal. They also make Tuna Helper and Chicken Helper. Wow. I I don't eat Hamburger Helper, I don't eat Chicken Helper, I don't eat Tuna Helper, but I am aware of what it is. I also want
1: to... I know this is also jumping ahead a bit, but uh, when Greg says there are some things there that you should have been able to work out yourself, like cooked potatoes... Yes. Joe Wilkinson puts his head in his hands as though he cannot bear to think of potatoes anymore.
0: Yes, I thought that meant that he had asked Fred the question and just hadn't understood <laughs> what "cocked potatoes" means. Although, I mean, also, there's a level like,
1: ambiguity to it, I guess.
0: Yes, but it's like I would actually like to it's uh, like when, ask
1: in some. The quote. previous series, when Greg says like the competitors will get very, very angry or
0: something, and the camera just cuts to Romish. Yeah, but um, I actually have some questions here, so. You know, to actually explain what happened in this task, because we didn't explain it with Catherine, Catherine calls her friend Sophie, who is Danish.
1: Who's also really cool, according to Catherine.
0: I want to be all of
1: everyone Catherine knows, because she always describes them as super cool, or so cool, or something.
0: Yeah, she does. But um, somehow Sophie also understands Swedish, has a back-and-forth conversation with Fred through the phone, and then... When Fred is describing what his favorite food is, which is some hamburger dish with like berries and stuff, it doesn't really matter, um, uh, Catherine pulls out her phone and, and starts typing into Google, like either a Swedish to English dictionary or Google Translate what he's saying. And I don't understand why no one else just did that from the start. Because notably, Fred couldn't speak in English. They could have just found the swedish language option in their phone put the keyboard on that and just typed that up and it would have been and, and it would have been over in like 60 seconds and put it through google translate but you know i guess i'm different i mean being different so, is okay <laughs> so i don't i don't entirely know but also question i do have is that One of the ingredients of Fred's favorite dish is the lingonberry, which Catherine Ryan has apparently never been to an Ikea in her life because one of the many, many things – one of the many, many staples of Ikea is Swedish meatballs with lingonberry sauce.
1: I only found out that lingonberries are native to Scandinavia, although I should have been able to work that out because of like I think there's a character in Frozen or
0: something called Lingon. Yeah, maybe I haven't watched it in a very long time, but yeah, I was just surprised because I live three hours from the nearest Ikea and I still am well aware of what Ikea sells as far as foodstuffs go because it's, they, they sell the same thing at every Ikea cafe across the world. It's, you know, that's the one thing, you know, because it's a food you've never heard of. So it's like, it's what also, is this
1: Lincoln stuff? I mean, it's also blue and yellow. Like literally, it's the most Swedish look. It's purple. Yeah, no, the I- IKEA exterior.
0: Yes, IKEA is very Swedish, and uh, then literally it's blue on in purple. It's,
1: it's yellow text on a blue background. You cannot get more Swedish than that.
0: Yeah. Yep, and. But um, yeah, Catherine got uh, all six questions done in 15 minutes, 41 seconds, which I would love to see the unedited versions of like Joe Wilkinson's attempts, just 16 minutes of a man not understanding a damn thing wow. because he looked so done by the end of it. And I just desperately want to see what, how, like how at the end of his rope he was. But um. Anyways, just so that we uh we do have the questions out. As far as I can tell, Fred's as Fred's birthday is August twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. Fred's father was a decorator. Fred is afraid afraid of failure. His favorite food is some kind of hamburger dish with local Swedish ingredients, including the lingonberry. He describes the contestants to their face, and I have no idea what the sixth one is. Yeah, we don't know. No idea. Neither do I. But um. But anyways, then we're on to the live task, and then we'll be done at only two hours into this episode, because it's well, takes like Well, we're an 10 hour minutes. and 45. Uh,
1: scores quickly. It'll take us... Uh, Richard's yeah. in the lead with 15. John and Catherine are on 14. Doc's on 9. Joe is on 8. Uh, do you want to take this one, or should I? Well, uh, it's, uh, no, it's, it's my turn. turn. So, um, uh, the live task is simple. Pack for your, pack for your holiday. Uh, everything must be either worn or in your suitcase with the lock shut. Uh, I listed down the items that they had to put in. So there was a wetsuit, a sombrero, uh, armbands. I mean, like, like inflatable armbands, not something else which you mightn't. Yeah. Uh, a snorkel with goggles, uh, a rubber ring or an inflatable flippers, uh, a bucket and spade and a pinata.
0: And a lot of candy. Which was in the pinata. Maybe. I, I that was not made clear. This one especially had we had no yeah, idea what was lot, going on. I mean on. I I've only one note. I have some pinatas get fucked. Yeah, I, I have that too And My, Joe I kicks also, his.
1: Like right at the end, yeah. Joe is so angry he like he breaks his yeah. pinata
0: in half, uh, drop kicks one half of it, <laughs> and just like Oh yeah, no no. I wanna I want to describe that because uh but first the um the there also the hat is specifically a sombrero and the inflatable ring is actually a is actually like patterned to look like a donut. It is, yeah. And it's also looks was like was a
1: design a- so it looks like someone's taken a bite
0: out of it, but like a homeless Simpson yeah. donut. But um yeah, there is a Yeah, my notes say things have been smashed. Osmond is wearing a bucket, Doc might have hurt his hand, Joe is wearing a pinata, whether anyone likes it or not.
1: Oh, and Joe also yeah, Joe is at this, uh, where, like, the task is read out and it's like, any questions. Joe asks if they have to take their
0: blouses <laughs> blouse off. I don't know why. It's just like a stupid quote. Yeah, blouse in. What specifically is blouse in the UK terminology? Well, because- it's
1: like an article of. Uh, it's an article of clothing for the torso, specific, mainly targeted at, um, uh,. It's mostly most blouses are normally like you've found found like the women's section uh, of a clothes okay. shop, and they can range from anything like button-up shirts that you might find in an office to just say like something you'd slip on for casual wear.
0: Okay, that's what it is too, but I have no idea why. Why he was saying do we have to take our blouses? I off? think it's just it's, he's just being funny. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's that's true. That joke might land better on your side of the Atlantic than mine, yeah. but um. But uh, yeah, my Especially favorite because part it's, like of it it's
1: normally an item of clothing called, not really associated with men. Yeah, yeah. Sorry.
0: But um, I thought it was really funny when Alex is yelling, "You can't wear a piñata at Joe," and Joe picks up the piñata, punches a hole in the side, <laughs> shoves it down his arm <laughs> to like no. wear it like a gauntlet, and Alex like physically recoils in laughter and just staggers away. As this is happening, because Wilkinson is clearly at the end of some imaginary He's, he's
1: literally, he's been through hell and back to get here. Mm-hmm. And so he just, like, um, and the, just punches the poor through the piñata. man literally just cannot take it anymore. He's had a horrible first time on the show. hmm And literally just him losing his rag at the very end, drop-kicking, well, stamping on the piñata, I think, to break it in half. Then picking
0: it up and just drop kicking it is like the icing on the cake. Yep. And then at the end of this, we have no idea what happened. They actually have to reset, cut back to them sitting on the on the on the chairs in front of Greg, and it's revealed. Do you want to reveal who won?
1: Uh, I'll go from last to first. So, um, in last place, uh, and I think this will not come as a surprise to everyone. Is Joe Wilkinson on eight? Uh, Joe has not gained any points. Uh, no, he
0: didn't. He didn't. I meant in he didn't gain any points. I meant in the uh, the live task because they oh, did in the live one. task.
1: So uh, yeah. Doc and Joe both got nothing. Catherine three. They gave up. John four, and Richard got five points.
0: Yeah, which means because s- Osmond's the only one who successfully did it. Basically, Yeah. Uh,
1: in terms of the series, like I mentioned, in the scores for both the episode and the series, uh, Joe's got eight. So he's in last, then it's Doc on nine, Catherine on 17, John on 18, and Richard wins the episode on 20.
0: Yes, and do you want to know what's really annoying? Even if Joe Wilkinson had won his five points from the potato task, he wouldn't have actually won the episode. Unless, like, him winning the potato task would have given him, like, some sort of mental boost to do the live task better. Maybe. I, I don't think he would have. That's just, but I just think that's really, really kind of funny. Yeah. That after all that, it still was for naught. But, anyways, yeah. um, Richard Osman. Uh,
1: I want to. I'm just going to say this in advance, like a prediction of the series. Richard Osman has a. He's one of the more He has a one pretty bad episode, but other than that, he does quite well, and he still doesn't really win. Like, I've I've found the moment in this task that. Oh, I just gave away who didn't win, uh, but anyway, I thought he did win. Uh no, he, he wins the episode, but not the series.
0: Oh shit! I forgot who won the series. Okay, uh, this will be an. Uh, I'm sorry if the I spoiled it to you,
1: but. Uh,
0: okay. Um. Oh no! One of the other four people won. Yeah. If if you, Oh wait! I remember. Yeah. yeah okay. We're, never we're mind. sorry we spoiled it for you. Should we just cut that out? You can. I don't give a shit. Okay, I'll is, I'll probably cut we, that out. We're, we're going to cut out the this, but not the belch.
1: Yeah. Um. I'll we'll 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 I'll cut out the bit from I say the most interesting thing about Richard. So, uh, we'll go from just here. Okay? okay. Okay. So Richard wins the episode. Um. Uh. He triumphs over his competitors. He gets to take home all the important documents, and um. Uh, uh. The taskmaster. Uh, arena is closed
0: for the time being which as a note um you were saying about them maybe doing this in a different theater than usual the, you can tell this because the prizes are up on the stage as opposed they to are. last they season, were on the balcony where they were on a royal box which as we all know gave frank skinner the ability to pelt the audience with a soccer ball in the first in the first episode with uh josh's invisible invisible ink signed soccer ball oh yeah he he wailed an audience member on the head. I mean, that would have been both painful and exciting. Yes, and then I I did sit through the credits of this episode looking for uh, Mr. Damien Eggs, who unfortunately is not is not in this season, which you know gives more credence to the idea. Damien Eggs gives more credence. Damien Eggs,
1: if you are still out there. Uh, please give us a contact, write us a review, and maybe even come on the podcast, because
0: yeah, we to talk would love to you. get
1: some professional... The people I want on this podcast, I want Ed Gamble to come and defend himself.
0: I want Joe Wilkinson.
1: I want Mike Walsniak more than anything, but we might have to wait on him, especially because he's not on for another nine series.
0: Mm-hmm. And then... Um- we also, uh, I'd also love to talk to Greg and Alex just because that would be yeah. good. But also, someone we should talk to is listed in the credits as a task consultant, Mr. Timothy Keenothy. Oh, yeah. Back. Tim works. Tim Key is now been employed by Alex Horn as a task consultant, a job I believe he still has. Yeah, he, he does still have this, the straw. Yeah. It was very interesting to see him on there. Apparently, serving him that horrible meal at the end of last season did not sever their friendship. Yeah,
1: I mean, they're they're still friends behind the scenes, behind yeah. closed doors.
0: Hmm. Well, I've got but, nothing more to yeah. add. That is, in fact, episode one of your time starts now. A task series Master two, podcast. episode this, one, see, season two, series, episode series
1: one. two, season series. It's called series. It's called series in this country. And it's a.
0: Yeah. And am I in your country?
1: No, but I say you are in in my (laughs) mind.
0: What's my national insurance number then?
1: I don't know. That's your business and not mine.
0: (laughs) All right. On that note, after one hour and 55 minutes of this episode, we're going to call it a day. Thank you so much. And remember, unless you are, unless you, Oh, no, I was going to make a playing with your balls joke, but that's not going to work. Let's just cut <laughs> that and go. We, we've had enough ball gags
1: for the time being.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're going. Right. Goodbye. We're
1: calling this episode, like, some ball gag shit. We'll just call it ball yeah. gag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or ball gag. Right. All right,
0: bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> bye.